Welcome to the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Zwift is the app that turns indoor training into a game. Zwift is interval workouts, training plans, and massive online group rides made fun. Because fun works, and fun gets results. Fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com to try it today. Bonjour, 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 and welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. First episode of the year, first episode of 2020, and he's still here. Dave McKenzie, you're still here. I'm surprised you're here. Oh, why? I'm here, mate. I'm always here. I thought, is that a bit of a Kiwi accent? Oh. I thought, oh, it's all about New Zealand now. Oh, Have you right. changed your flag? Oh, oh. Right. Well, not yet. <laughs> not yet. No. No, no. Yeah, good one. Okay. So, I know what you're alluding to, and for those of you who don't know, I was involved in the launch of a new cycling team, Continental uh, development cycling team out of New Zealand. One of my old teammates and, and good mates, Scott Guyton, he's the man that has sort of put it all together. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a backer and a financier. So it was good. It's good to be involved. I am involved. Um, Were you itchy fit and going back into the uh, the cycling world like properly? Are not, you, not on, you're trying on... to get rid of me because you're not getting rid of me, all right? <laughs> no, maybe I'm trying yeah. to get a job in and, the team. And all the producers <laughs> at SBS listening, Kath Whelan, I'm not going anywhere, all right? I like my job. I'm I happy. I said maybe I'm trying to get a job in your team. <laughs> No, it's look. It is. It's nice to be back involved on that side of the fence in a, in a really small capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really nice, and I'm I'm happy for my friend Scott Guyton, who's a former pro. I think Scott was second in the uh, Herald Sun Tour back in okay. the day, amongst other things. Um, and New Zealand cycling, I think, like a lot of these smaller nations, sort of like Ireland, similar population. They're still untapped, yeah. I think. They've, and they they're lose already this punching talent. above their weight on track. Yeah, they are, aren't they? And I mean, some of the their exploits on the road. I mean, yeah. George Bennett, uh, Paddy Bevan, uh, to name a couple. So, no, it's good. It's exciting. But um, business as usual for business me. Business as usual. And, you're right. uh, you know, you, well, what, seriously, what would you do if I didn't <laughs> if I didn't turn up? You'd be like, oh, crying. Oh, yeah, okay. exactly. I don't know. Who, uh... How are we going to replace him? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be certainly less fun anyway. <laughs> happy New right. Year as well because it's our first podcast happy of the year. Happy New Year to you too, my And happy friend. New Year to all our listeners. I forgot to say uh, before we start, you can uh, remember you can download, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website sbs.com.au slash cycling central or log rides with our friend at Zwift. That's a proof that it's almost live. It's recorded uh, live. Uh, it's There's a lot happening even though we are in the first few days of, of January. Still, there's a lot happening in uh, the world of cycling. Uh, first of all, I'd like to start because the news was a, a few days ago, but Stuart O'Grady has uh, been uh, named and chosen as the director of the, the, the TDU, the race director of TDU. He's a proud Adelaide born and raised, I believe. He is, he is. Uh, and, and he wears this on his sleeve. And I mean, is there a better fit for a race like this? No, I don't think there is. I think Stewie, he, as you say, and I think it's important that he is a real, really proud, uh, born and bred Adelaide Adelaidean. Is that how you, what yeah, you say? Yeah, I, I must struggle when I was like, uh, yeah, well, I'm going to run with it, you know. Uh, all you know grammatically you correct people can <laughs> rip me to shreds later on, that's fine. But no, Stewie's a, he is a proud country boy, and he says that, he vocally says that, and, and on top of that, he was a superstar. He mm-hmm. was a superstar, you know, Paris-Roubaix winner, amongst other things, yellow jersey at the Tour de France, all that. So... To me, he's the right fit, and he's actually the two-time winner. I think he won the first two editions of of uh, the Santos Tour Down Under. So um, this year, he will sit by sit alongside Mike Turner and really get a, a feel for that mm-hmm. role. Um, he already knows really how the race 
runs itself, I guess, but it's that behind the scenes thing. And there's a lot of desk work. So I think there will be a transitional period for Stewie, and I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying that. It'll be a big change and it'll be a challenge for him, but he is the right guy for the job. And, you know, that role has evolved from 20 years ago when Mick Turter began. Mm -hmm. I remember racing it and getting off the plane from Melbourne, you know, in the evening after the Nationals, because in those days, uh, the Down Under, I think, started two days later. And Mick Turter would be lugging bikes, you know, onto trailers of the back of vans. He was doing all that heavy lifting. He He was rolling his sleeves up and not that he doesn't anymore. But, you know, we won't see Stewie doing that, and, and nor should we, but he'll be playing a real strategic role in creating a great race, which is already a fantastic race, as we know. So well done to you, Stewie. Uh, well deserved. And I think the, the future of that race is in good hands. Absolutely. And in the field as well this year, we've got Romain Bardet. He's well, in, Romain Bardet is uh, in Orlando. You're surprised <laughs> I'm still here, pal. I'm, I'm surprised I wasn't hosting the podcast on my own because <laughs> well, I, I'm, a little... I'm surprised you hadn't flicked over there. He's arrived already. That's I know, pretty he's cool, arrived. I saw this and he was actually welcomed by uh, Stuart O'Grady yeah. at the airport. Yeah. Uh, both look super skinny. Yeah. Even Stewie looks skinny, but Bardet looks yeah, super right? skinny. I don't skinny. Know if Stewie looks skinny, skinny on my rate. <laughs> I want to look like him. That's the shape I want to read. Uh, no, but I looks fit. Yeah, he looks quite fit. Uh, why is he starting his season at TDU? Well, he's, he, he has, correct me if I'm wrong, he will not do the Tour de France no. this year. Yeah. Well, I, I we, love we don't that know officially if he's going to do the Tour de France. I don't think he said this, but he said he's going to target the Giro. Yeah. But you and I, we we know that Giro Tour de France is hard. It's too tight. And this time it's 21 days yeah. between the two. So yeah. we assume he's not going to do the Tour de France. Good move or bad move? Oh, look, I think it's a good move for Bardet. Look, he had, a, he had a bit of a shocker, Tour de France last year. He just sort of picked up the king of the mountains along the way while he was creeping. Yeah. So for a disaster Tour de France for him in general classification terms, he's a class act rider. And I think we need to see, we haven't seen the best of Bardet, even though he's podium twice at the Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he needs a refreshing break from the Tour, as a Frenchman especially, because all the hopes of the French cycling community were sort of on him for a long time and have been. I think he needs to go away, reboot his system, reboot his his vigor. Not that he didn't have any, but you know, sometimes you just you get a bit stale. So I think if it is the case that he will focus on the Giro, I think it'll be good for him, win, lose or draw. And I think he'll come back to the Tour de France in one or two years, uh, bigger and better. Absolutely. Does he prepare differently for a focus on the Giro than the Tour de France? Or given the fact that they are so close together, it's pretty similar as a prep, aren't it? Yeah, it is. I guess it is. And I mean, look, I'm not the expert <laughs> to answer that, but all I would say is that you look at the start of the Giro d'Italia, yeah, there's only 21 days. Normally, it's only one extra week anyway, so it's not that massive mm-hmm. a difference. But it just means your prep starts earlier. Um, so two down under for him is actually a good move. And, you know, get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Do something different. We've seen plenty of riders start their preparation of the year ahead, whatever the focus is, and they go on and do amazing things. Um, you know, Chris Froome was doing the Herald Sun Tour a couple of times when he won the Tour de France. So there's no reason why you cannot be good in January. And and the level of Bardet, he'll be half fit here in terms of his race fitness. He'll he'll cruise around um, to a down under, you know. And it's not a course suited to him. We know that. The climbs, they're not in big mountains. But um, can he challenge Port on the hill? I don't think so. Really? Just as a as a as a can anyone uh, challenge Richie? I think is the yeah. question, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Six times exactly in a row, Richie Port. He is the king of the king of Wollonga. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought that the other day. I thought 
will someone challenge him? Because they know when he's going to attack. They know when he's going to go. Um, it's quite an, it's an impressive CV on one particular climb, on one particular stage, isn't it? Six mm-hmm, times absolutely. in a row. I, and I you and I, we know that climb, and it's 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 tough. Yeah, it's a tough climb. It's it's not super long, but yeah, I don't think Bardet. I think if Philippe or someone like that were here, wow, they'd they'd really challenge Richie. Um, but then again, you know, January is mm-hmm. different to May. It's different to April. It's different to July as well. So. Um, we'll see, but it's just nice. I think it's I think it's a big coup for the race, in fact, to have Bardet. I think he's still a big, big name in the sport, and I think it's great we've got him out. And the world champion. And the world champion. I mean, let's not forget the world champion will be Don Archors, and we assume he will be at TDU. Yeah, and not just there, but also the Cadell Evans yeah. race. He's, he's spending time. He's, it's not the first time he's been here, but the first time he came out here, I believe, was the Sun Tour a couple of years ago. He actually won a stage of the Sun Tour, and we thought, oh, wow, this Danish guy, he's pretty good. But yeah. he wasn't the world champion. So we didn't talk him up big. Then he finished second in Flanders the following season. We were like, wow, this guy is good. He did have some impressive results as an under-23. Now he's the world champ. He's only 22, I think, still. Yeah. Or he won the world yeah. championships at the age of 22. The guy is phenomenal. And, um, yeah, it's a big coup for, for actually the sport, not just down under because I'm – I'm pretty sure he's going to be there, but for the whole month of January, more or less, he will be in Australia. So it's great. And for Trek as well, because they've got Richie Porte. They've got and a pretty the world good looking <laughs> And who and else? Nibali. Uh, yeah. we, we saw you and I, uh, we, we're just going to divert to this, but mm. uh, uh, 1st of January, you get all the riders that are rushing in, uh, in showing their new kids. They're now excited, they can, they? They're excited about showing yeah. their new kids. Uh, you would think someone like Nibali that changed him several times would just do it, you know, as a normal you know, part of the business. He did it pretty funny when he walked out with his barrain and he went, <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty cool. I liked it. And Nibbley's a real, he's a bit of, uh, he's fairly understated and fairly low key. Um, he's not, he's not, I don't think he's got a, a big ego or anything like that. He's a really, you know, he's a, he's a good Italian boy from Sicily and, mm-hmm. you know, sort of small country town, if you like. And I think Nibbley's really relaxed. And as you get older and more mature, you want to enjoy the moment that you're in sometimes you you're so focused on trying to ob- achieve your objectives not that you forget to have fun but yeah you, you can almost lose a little bit of that so i think especially because he, he knows as well that it's he's towards the end of his career yeah so he, he hasn't got that many bites at a big piece of cake uh, coming well you i thought you were gonna go cliche then with the shark you did that was good it was i'm good. not Subtle. that predictable yeah. uh, maybe i didn't even think of it it's <laughs> even worse uh, but yeah he hasn't got so many chances to grow the palmares uh, yeah uh, so he needs to be very focused on what he wants to do and he's focused on the Giro. So for for cycling, for, for Australian fans, it's great for us. We're happy because we think it means that Richie Port is going to have one last big crack. One last. I shouldn't say last, but I think it's his last big opportunity and at the Tour de France. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the fact that Nibali's going hard at the Giro, it'd be great to have Nibali at the Tour and be in a real support role. So... But nonetheless, Trek suddenly, you know, for a few years now, they've been, they haven't been a bad team, but they're a big, they're a big team. You know, Trek, Segafredo are a big money team. They used to have Contador, Contador, innit? Yeah, uh, Cancellara, Pryor. So for a few years now, they've sort of been, you know, just missed the boat a little bit. Now they've got Nibali, they've got the world champion. 
Richie Port, I think they're on on and and Bolka Molimar winning um, Lombardia at yeah. the end of the season. I mm. mean, they've really finished the year strongly. Pressure on Richie Port to bring the, a different jersey, the the Australian champion jersey as well as part of their jersey collection. Mm, it's a good question, isn't it? I don't know. I, I don't think so. No, I don't think pressure. I think it'd be great to see Richie win the yeah. national road title. Um, I think it'd be great weeks. to have him in the national jersey colours at the trek team when you have the world champion beside you it's yeah. just and lining up at the Tour de France yeah. imagine if you had you know those all those colours uh, it'd be pretty cool I mean look I think like many you know sometimes in our role you try not to be biased but I think plenty of us have got a soft spot I, have I think for, we're failing mate I've got I think a soft we're failing spot. not being biased yeah I've got we're a soft a little bit spot biased. for Richie yeah. but because he's two tours that he crashed out of yeah. how can you not feel for the guy um, like anyone else he puts the hard work in so and then he and then he was a bit ill throughout 2019 season. So he just he never got quite on top of his health. I think all mm-hmm. season he just needs one year where he can have plain sailing into July, and then have a, a you know an a, a, an incident free July. And I think we can see the best of him then. And then he within himself can say, okay, cool. Either I was good enough or I wasn't, but I had my best opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, Cadel Evans Road Race, uh, it's becoming quite a good event. I mean, I, I'm not saying it wasn't a good event, but it's growing. It's uh, Some may be surprises still here. Uh, I don't think you are surprised it's still here, mm. but the field is growing. What do you make of this event? Well, it's World Tour. Look, I mean, it's. I think sometimes we've got to, we need to remind our viewers, our, viewers, our listeners, that... Uh, Australia has the first two World Tour events of the year. Mm-hmm. There's only so many in the world. We have the first one-day event, which is the Cadell Evans Road Race, and we have the first stage race, which is Tour Down Under. So it is obligatory that all the World Tour teams send a team to these events. So we're fortunate that we've got those World Tour events. We get the biggest and best teams on our shores, more or less for that month mm-hmm. uh, of January. So... It's good, and the fact with the new addition, they've now moved the uh, Towards Zero race, which was held around the F1 track in Albert Park in Melbourne, here in Melbourne. They've moved it to Torquay on a larger circuit. I think it's a 13- or 15-kilometre circuit, so it's a Kermis more so. And look, that's under the guidance, I think, a lot of Scott Sunderland, who's the race director there. And incidentally, we interviewed Scotty and Gent before the Tour de France. Kudos to him. He's he's really carved out a... um, a niche for himself now as a race director, Scott, and he's the Flanders Classics race director. Yeah, more, more than anything, he's the Flanders. Yeah, that's Hello. massive. That is massive. So kudos to Scotty because he is he really has carved out a, a nice role for himself um, with those roles. And I think he's doing a good job of the Cadell race. So um, I think that'll be another great addition. And that the Cadell Road Race is the both the men and the women are just fantastic one day races because it's not a pure sprinter's race, even though Viviani did win it mm-hmm. in 2019. We've seen other sort of riders. You know, it comes down to a group of 10, 5, 20, but it's a real it's a real mixed bag. You can throw a blanket over 50 riders at the start line who potentially could win that race. Absolutely. Uh, what else do we have uh, coming up? We mentioned the, the TDU. Uh, we mentioned the Cadel Evans. Uh, there's also the Bakerites. Yeah, uh, Bakerites happening with uh, our good friend uh, Pat Shaw on the mic. Yes. He, uh, yeah. On the streaming on SVS. Yes. And I, I believe Maddie Keenan Absolutely. is there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, three days of the Bay Crits. It's been, it's one of the longest running, um, well, certainly the longest running crit series, I think, in Australia, possibly ever. 
it's been going for 30 or 40 years now, thereabouts. It's been going a long time. It used to be over two weeks, two on both a week on either side of the base, so the Mornington Peninsula and then the Ballerine Peninsula. It used to be seven days each. Um, John Trevorrow, the race promoter, he's sort of been squeezed over the years a little bit, be, just really because of the way the calendar has fallen, mm-hmm. the dates, and then, of course, the in, introduction of Tour Down Under you know, 20-odd years ago now. The nationals, the dates have changed. They've become bigger, so they've you know it's effectively a week now. The nationals run for not just the road race days, so he gets squeezed a little bit. But good to see they're still running. Um, and Amanda Spratt is riding. Uh, Luke Durbridge. There's a few of the pros lining Brenton up. Brenton Jones is back. Uh, yeah, waiting for it. Yeah, so. They still John still attracts the names. He mm-hmm. gets them in a headlock, I think, and <laughs> threatens them. And you just forget how to say no to him. <laughs> you do, you do. I, I struggle to say no to John uh, sometimes. Still with you know with certain um, jobs that we do, but um in the in the cycling year. But look, his passion is undeniable. Uh, John Travers, and um, he still he he will never give up that race. And mm-hmm. uh, if and when that day does come, I hope that it moves on to someone who will take it on with the same vigour and passion that he's had for 30-odd years. Absolutely. Nationals, uh, it's always one hard race to predict. Can we pass Sarah Gigante? Uh, Because she's doing well right now. She's doing well and a little birdie. You know, you always hear this, you know, you hear the beach road gossip in Melbourne and uh, someone said to me this morning, Sarah Gigante, she's lost a few kilos you know, saying she's even lighter, she's leaner, she's a year older. Remember, she was a, she's a mm. young girl still, very young girl. But can can she replicate the, the, the surprise effect that she had last year cool. and claiming that jersey out of the hands of the Mitchelton yeah. Scott team? She really tricked them. Can can she do it again? She was under the radar. Yeah, so she Yeah, she tricked them because, and she tricked herself almost. She probably didn't realise how good she was going that day, and maybe she did. Um, she can win it. She'll need to be a little bit more strategic. They won't let her go in an early break and let her leave her out there. So that won't happen. So this year, she actually needs to be stronger. She needs to be stronger and better. And then tactically, she needs to really be um, you know, on it. But sometimes when you've got the numbers, like Mitchelton and yep. uh, Scott do with the women, um, you're a sitting duck because everyone is going to mark you as well. So they will go in with the same tactic. They will go on the attack from the start. They'll put numbers in the breakaway, and then they'll try and you know go across. Whether or not Spready tries and goes in the break again, um, Sarah Roy, Sarah Roy, yeah. Year. I mean, Spready is going to be the mm-hmm. you would think the number one protected rider. But saying that, uh, Lucy Kennedy yeah. as well, uh, Grace Brown. I mean, look at that team. <laughs> it's an amazing team. And, and and ladies like Grace Brown and Lucy Kennedy, remember, they're still, I keep saying it each year, but they're still relatively new to cycling. Mm-hmm. And they are improving each year. You, we are seeing it with their results and their form. So they are going to be, I think, better again come January. So the women's will be interesting. And then the men's last year, we saw Michael Freiberg, one of the heaviest guys in the race, yep. defy the odds and really silence you know, those critics saying it's too hard for sprinters. Michael Freiberg's not an out-and-out sprinter, but he's one of the heaviest guys in the race, 80 kilograms, and he got around and won the race. So one thing is for sure, we are going to see two deserving winners and two winners that will be really hard to predict, I think, on the start line. Absolutely. Uh, Let's talk Giro. Uh, because there was a, a news uh, a few days ago uh, that uh, Bernal is going to skip the Giro. Uh, what does that mean? Well, 
It was sort of talked in a, in a few publications, I think even on the Cycling Central um, website as well, that it was sort of like a big shock news. I don't, I see, don't think it's a shock. No, I don't think so either. So um, I reckon they're going full gun for G. G for the Giro. G, G for the Giro. I like it. G for the Giro, B for the Tour. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I reckon e, e like, for the Tour. Do you want my two cents? Uh, G for the Giro, Froome for the Tour, and Bernal for the Vuelta. There you go. Mm, no, well, no, Bernal, is, he has said he's prepping for the Tour as well. Yeah. He wants to go back to back. You think it's smoke and mirrors? Yeah, I, I, I honestly do. Really? I, I think he's prepping to help. Personally, I think the, he, he cannot not be there because he's, he's a defending he, champion. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not sure he would give it 100%. This is, he, he will probably be there to help for me to get number five. Yeah. Which is, I think, paramount, despite what we think, oh. this extra level of this. Yeah. And then Froome will help Bernal to get the Vuelta. And that's the sort of the deal that I think is happening. But won't Froome go to the Olympics a week after the tour? Oh, yeah, you could do all three, I guess. Yeah. But, and then if you look on the management side of Ineos, they will go in with two two-pronged mm-hmm. attack or two-pronged leaders because they won't know. They won't know. They'll, they'll be no more wiser than us at the moment, really, where Chris Froome is at in his mm-hmm. recovery. They'll know where he's at, but until he starts racing, you know, we won't. I think that's the big question mark, and it's a real intriguing question mark. How well is Chris Froome going to bounce back with his age, a broken leg? He lost, what, two-thirds or at least a third of his volume of blood? Mm-hmm. He That was a serious, serious injury. He could have died. He's back. He's riding his bike. But will he be able to compete at that highest level again? And we don't know that. They don't know that. So they will go into the tour with yeah, Bernal up be, their sleeve. Yeah, uh, yeah, up their sleeve. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say the spare wheel. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying Bernal is going to be there just for the the numbers. He's yeah. not going to make up the numbers. Mm. Uh, but I don't think like okay. Let's put it this way: third of January. I'm saying this is the way it's going to unfold on this year. Giro for uh, for G. Froome is going to do the yellow for the fifth time and then the red jersey of the Vuelta will be for Bernard. Well, you know what? One of the most important things for that Ineos team, now, aside from all of that, they just bloody better make sure they've got their time trial bikes in uh, tip-top absolutely. shape. You know why, don't you? <laughs> I do know, you why. know and, why. And, 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 and it's great. Ron, Ron Dennis, Dennis. Has signed for Ineos. Yeah. I say it's great because I actually really like Ron Dennis. We had, yeah, a, we we had lo- a lovely chat with him yeah, before yeah. the tour yeah. uh, last year now. Rowie's a funny guy. He, a, I, I, love, yeah, I love him. But I like him. He's his social media banter is <laughs> is um, he's really witty and funny, and, and and we've talked about it already a couple of times uh, late last year. Obviously, post Tour de France, mm-hmm. and we withdrew sensationally and all that sort of stuff. So he's got this sort of short fuse inside him, and he's aware of that. But Rowan Dennis is untapped, believe it or not. He's untapped talent, and I mean it in the sense of a three-week stage race. And in a way, Ineos has done a relatively good job with Moscon. I know so far Moscon has not re-exploded yeah. on the race. Yeah. So in a way, maybe that could actually be good for, for, for Ren as well. Yeah, I reckon room them together. Yeah. <laughs> see, just see what happens. <laughs> no, I think, yeah. Uh, look, on, the, on the sports level, yeah, it's great for Rowan. It's, ah, great, it's for great for Rowan, and he and look, as we know, Ineos, you know, marginal gains, the one percenters, all that sort of stuff. And I think that was one of Rowie's sort of big gripes at Bayran, whether officially or unofficially, he wasn't happy with the bike and the clothing and all that sort of thing. And at Ineos, at Ineos, I believe there's one team that is going to nail it for him. So I think he'd be he'll be in a happy place at the moment, and um, yeah, gee, I hope I, I just hope 
in the next one or two years he gets a crack at a grand tour to mm. go for it. Do you think he can? Oh, I mean, he's done, he's done it very, he was super close at Tour of Suisse. Yeah. Uh, it's Suisse? not a grand tour. Yeah, yeah it's, not tour, it, it, it's not a grand tour, It's not a grand tour, but it's a difficult yeah. And stage Ro- tour. And Rowie might be, if he was sitting here listening now or in right here with us, and maybe we will we will grab him on, on, on the pod at some stage throughout the year, and he might talk it down and go, no, 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 I'm not grand tour level on, on one week. And no way, Rowie. I, you are. You can ride three weeks, absolutely. So I think there's. I think he's just got to unlock that last little box. You know, um, uh, he's a superstar. He's he's proven that already. But I think he can be a superstar over three weeks. So let's let's watch that space. Um, absolutely. Anything else on your list? Uh, there are a couple of things. Um, look, there's been actually there is one serious point before I get to the even more serious points. <laughs> Nicholas Lamini, the South African who rides now for NTT, formerly Dimension Data. Bit of a bother. Did you see I saw that the, yeah. vision of him riding through a national park in South Africa, his home country? Apparently, allegedly, he didn't have a permit. You're meant to have a permit. Yeah, he didn't pay the entrance fee or something. Of six US dollars. Yeah. And the local rangers stopped him. And broke his arm. <laughs> broke, he literally got his arm behind his back, broke his arm, put him in hospital. It was... Insane the way they and and there was a passing by cyclist who yeah. saw Lamoni and went wow it's Nicholas Lamoni incidentally he's been out to the Tour Down Under a couple of times he mm-hmm. won the King of the Mountains classification there he filmed the whole thing and it's still playing out now and I think the team have reacted in the right manner and said you know we felt sick when we saw the vision of the way he was treated you know not paying a six US dollar for you don't break <laughs> someone's arm so let's. Sending well wishes to him. Absolutely. He's already on the mend uh, and recovery, so that's good to see. And let's hope he gets back in the peloton sooner rather than later. But there was there have been some complaints in Melbourne. What do you mean? The, yeah. There's, look, Melbourne's got a few local um, velodromes that yeah. are sort of open to the uh. public. <laughs> They're open to casual cyclists, cyclists in Lycra. And look, it's a bit of an untold rule that you've got to be a cyclist, so you have to pedal the bike. <laughs> but there's been... There's vision, in fact, that. of an electric bike on Hawthorne Velodrome. With an Aspanier. Yeah, and with a basket on the front and, yeah, causing a bit of havoc. It was you, my friend. Now, there's one thing. Listen, I, I like to think I rule the roost at Hawthorne Velodrome. I don't have a single Strava record there. I'm going for a few. But if you've taken any, I'm telling you what, I'll be red flagging you big time. Maybe they're on a the different name. <laughs> you are loving your electric bike. I'm loving electric bike. And I'm, I'm, I, I would... Recommend to anyone, cyclists, non-cyclists, to to get an electric bike. It's actually awesome to commute to work. It's Eduardo Falcioni, one of our cameramen uh, at yep. the Tour de France, a couple of years ago. Eduardo's a big boy, he's six foot three. Mm-hmm. He's a big man, and he said, "Oh, I'm sick of driving the car into work at SBS in Sydney." He said, "I want to start riding," and he talked about an electric bike, and I actually tried to talk him out of that. I said, no, 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 get a bike. You know, you'll, you'll get a bit fitter. Buy, buy a better bike, a lighter bike. You'll enjoy it more and you'll get fitter. Thankfully, he actually didn't listen to my advice. He bought an electric bike and he said, I'm loving it. And then it changed my thought process. I thought, shouldn't our purpose be as cycling lovers to just to get people on any form of bicycle, whether it be yeah. electric, non-electric. Yeah. Actually get them off their cars. Get them out can. of their cars. Yeah. Not necessarily out of public transport, but 
if it's safe for them to ride a bike to work or to commute or whatever they want to use it for. Do you know the key? The key for me, uh, and I didn't know we honestly and on heart, I didn't know we were going to talk about this. But uh, what I love about it is that I'm able to go to work and not having to take a shower at work. If I come to work, I yeah. just want to work. Yeah. And one of the big problems for me is to arrive and then get changed and you know get into the shower. You just lose another X number of minutes. I'm not going yeah. to reveal how long I take in the shower. I'm going to yeah. get some trouble. But it's uh, it's just a problem. You know when you come and arrive on your electric bike you just park the bike and that's it you can yeah. go back to it you haven't sweat there's yeah. no sweat uh, and it's just a pleasure and I, I catch myself on the bike by the Yarra River in the morning with a big smile yeah. so you know what if I want to be on the velodrome I'll go on the velodrome <laughs> I, I just won't well, record I just ju- won't record the thing I'll tell you what <laughs> when, when live Strava uh, you know or what, what is it uh, Google um, uh, location sharing stuff like that <laughs> mate if I see you there on that electric bike <laughs> look out but no it is great good on you and I mean I even and for that reason and a good friend of mine has an electric bike and you know he's he's actually quite a bit fitter than I am but he said he even then he gets home from his rides and then he will ride his electric bike into work or yeah. if he goes out for dinner or something across you know, town. The, the, the main thing what I try to say to people is that you, you, we all have runners on our foot. We don't all run the marathon. Okay? Yes. Yeah. So it's a, it, it, cycling is a tool. It can be a pleasure. But I mean, I'd rather be on my electric bike than being stuck in a traffic jam in the morning yeah. or on my Vespa. Or, yeah. you know, it yeah. takes me 15 minutes to go to work yeah, instead nice. of 45. Yeah, good work. So, yeah, yeah, electric well bikes all the way. Go yep. and get one. And I believe, actually, what if it's tic for tat or tac for or whatever it is, uh, you got into some sort of trouble a few days ago. Oh, you yes. had to catch the train. You needed an electric bike. Oh, <laughs> I did. I did. Oh, no, this is this is actually a little bit embarrassing. Oh, you're not, I hope, you're not 20 it, I hope it's not self-indulgent. <laughs> it's not. It's certainly not mean to. It's embarrassing. But I, had, I love doing point-to-point and epic rides every once in a while. And uh, my wife's family, as I was originally up, are up from the Murray River on the border there. So I said, right, I'm going to ride home. You know, from there, it's 270 kilometres. And I actually, in my head, I thought, right, I'll get to the 200k mark and catch a train Mm -hmm. the last hour in. And if I'm feeling great, I'll do the whole journey. But it also hit 40 degrees on the Hume Highway as I was making my (laughs) way back in towards Melbourne. And I completely dehydrated, cooked it up, ran out of water. And a passerby in a car picked me up because I had complete seizure in my whole body, my legs, my arms. So pretty bad, not just like a drug No, it was pretty it was, bad. And it, look, it was really, it actually, I laugh about it, but it was pretty silly. And I'm not 25 anymore. So, um, <laughs> and I'm not as fit as probably what I should have been to do that. And you know, the, you know the worst part of it, when I actually got picked up by this guy, and he was a bloody good Samaritan, so thank you. And his name was Dave, so I don't know if there was something in that, but... Uh, I had 199.9 kilometres. So I didn't even hit 200. Duh. So it wasn't like I could at least <laughs> upload it on Strava and skied about it, puff my chest out. Yeah. I fell, and I didn't even fall 100 metres short. I think I was about 30 metres from clocking over, but I was that finished. You could it not just do it, wasn't yeah. happening. And you can imagine, Susan, you could, my have wife, the, you could have done the last 30 metres to your house. Oh, oh no, she was just to... like, you are an idiot. <laughs> yeah, but she's used to it. She just, actually, she's pretty good. She she doesn't stop me from riding and she she doesn't encourage me, but she doesn't stop me. She just tells me I'm a goose and um, next time, you know, wake up to myself. So I have. <laughs> Do you know, on some of the shows like Top Gear, they will go, on this bombshell, you're an idiot. <laughs> this, exactly. is the time, <laughs> this is the time to finish. Thank you, Dave. No worries. Thank you. Good to be back into it. Absolutely. This was the Zwift Cycle 
Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash Cycling Central, or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the app that turns indoor training into a game. Getting started is easy. You just need your bike, a trainer, and your PC, Mac, or Apple device. With training plans, interval workouts, group rides, and a global community to motivate you, level up, and become a stronger rider. Give people a ride on, and you're sure to get one back, as together you enjoy the massive benefits of social indoor training. Go to Zwift.com today for your free trial.